Legion, welcome to March 14th through 19th, week three of March. Just as a reminder, we have our month theme overviews, electricity discipline, gymnastics, system is plumbing, virtuosity is kettlebell, fun is the classics. So you'll see as an example this week, we have chief, which is one of those classic workouts. And then assessment, we have squat endurance and lactic tolerance. So squat endurance comes in on this Monday, it's our progression. Not everyone's going to be doing 20 reps. And we've talked about this throughout the weeks. But if you are doing 20 reps, five to 10% heavier than last week, unless you barely made it. I mean, if you barely made it, then maybe increase by five or 10 pounds, five pounds. Depends. You got to kind of keep track of that because people will start uh, digging themselves into a grave. This is why they're actually called widow makers because they're very, very difficult um, as you go through the week. So this is week three getting heavier, getting harder. Uh, we have um, something else. Brian, what else did you have to say? I think Chief, Squat Endurance, and one Oh, other. yeah. We have Turkish get-ups as well on Tuesday, oh. which is a little bit weird. So we, we're spending a good amount of time like going over that. Some awareness yeah, Turkish get-up, uh, spending time on there. So we'll, we'll dive into each of these days. Anything you wanted to add besides Turkish get-ups for this overview of the week? No, I think that's good, man. Hop cool. right in. Um, okay, so Monday, we have our squat endurance, we're going to open up the day warm up wise with front squats, this can be this should be empty barbell, you could even go with a PVC pipe for the earlier levels, mm -hmm. but then adding as the, the, uh, the rounds increase so second round, third round, leg swings, body weight, good mornings, lizard stretch, so they're just warming everything up and then getting into this squat endurance session should be pretty familiar with this by now after this is the third week. So after a few weeks of doing this a couple of weeks, we have now um, just another session of squat endurance. If someone's doing mm -hmm. Bulgarian split squats, same idea, they'll be uh, building and making it a little bit heavier. A lot of times people may level up in class when they're doing Bulgarian split squats. This happens pretty frequently. Even the back squat, people might yeah. be leveling up as they go. Even though at the end of the month, we have our assessment, it's very easy to have people leveling up in class depending on um, the how long it's been since they've been assessing and what they've been doing within the gym. Uh, so anything you want to add to that one, Brian? Yeah, just make sure you're taking up that entire 20 minutes to build up into the Bulgarian split squat weight to build up into that back squat weight. And, and like there seems to be for some reason, I don't know if it's just my gym or my population that people want to try to get things done as quickly as possible. But with something like the 20 rep back squat and the Bulgarian split squat, you definitely want to take your time building, you know, into the, those heavier sets. Yeah, exactly. Nice and slow, mm -hmm. steady, high quality movement, breathing mm -hmm. squats. You're not rushing. Each rep no. is perfect. Each rep is its own rep, right? And then there's breathing in between. Um, so then the workout, we have 12 minute AMRAP. This is an ascending ladder, three, six, nine, 12 toes to bar doubles. So obviously mm -hmm. we're going to spend time from movement review perspective, going over toes to bar, going over doubles, making sure double unders, making sure everybody is familiar, feeling good. Then uh, brief setup rehearse and the workout is called dandelion and tell us about, you know, goal system and then what you saw in class. Yeah, this one, this one's pretty straightforward. We're just managing toes to bar fatigue, right? Making sure that we're not going too deep too early. Uh, especially when we get to that set of nine and 12. So unbroken through the threes and sixes, real smooth transitions, couple deep breaths, don't need to be in a hurry. And then you can start thinking about breaking it up at the sets of nine and 12. You know, even it, if you're a little bit 
trepidatious about your toes to bar, even breaking it up at the set of six, just quick sets of three all the way through. Not a bad idea just because of how quickly you're going to go back to the toes to bar because 35 double unders takes like 40 seconds, right? Or, or even less than that uh, with transition. So just really conscious of that, that fatigue so that you don't do three rounds super fast and then you get to that set of 12 and you're doing singles for the next two to three minutes, right? So re really conscious of that fatigue and trying to keep those doubles unbroken all the way through. And even as we go down into the leg raises and knee raises, you don't have to think about it as much, but still conscious of that fatigue, making sure the quality stays super high. Uh, and most people were getting through the round of 15, um, definitely at the knee raises and leg raises, people were getting through the round of 15. Once you get up to the knees to elbow toes to bar, it's pretty, it's a little bit tighter, uh, but expect round of 15. This should be breathe and burn all the way through, obviously burning coming in on the toes to bar and then the breathing coming in on the double unders. This one's pretty easy to categorize. You can just look at the two movements and, and kind of, uh, you know, attach the, the descriptor to it. And then of course, our levels considerations, consideration is N and C, so neuro and core. This is pretty much dead on neuro and core. So you can uh, use that as your barometer for this one. And the extra credit, breathe and mobilize. <clears throat> this is a uh, jog, bike, two minutes, glute smash, and then pigeon switching sides, jog and bike, and then glute smash pigeon on the other side. So if you do give that to your folks, uh, you can assign it to them. Highly recommended. It's great rounding out. <clears throat> when you think about fitness, there are many aspects to fitness. What, what is fitness, right? There's these definitions. But when we think about longevity within sport or longevity within fitness, we need to be doing these things. We need to be making sure that we're taking time to take a step back and doing what would be considered in like, uh, you know, yin and yang. If you're familiar with like Chinese medicine type stuff, yang is very dominated by uh, external, like going hard and that's all CrossFit. But then the yin side of it is very important because this balances things out. And I'm sure everybody listening has seen in the past where someone is just yang, like the way they work in their job, in their life, the way they do their training, they're always pushing and grinding and going. And this is a great way to get adrenal fatigue, right? This is a common thing. Cortisol increased. There's so many things that come into play. So just a side note on the yin aspect of this sort of training and making sure that you're giving it to your folks so that they can reap the benefit. Um, now, the breathe and burn Burn building steadily. So this is about the workout dandelion, this ascending ladder, toes to bars and doubles. Burn is building steadily in the toes to bar with breathing ramping up slowly throughout. Now those that toes to bar fatigue is going to get you, right? If we look at breathe and burn, mm -hmm. depending on how you approach, it's an ascending ladder. So this could easily turn into stamina. If you don't do it properly, you don't break them up properly, you're going to be barely getting those reps towards the end right so we don't want we want to avoid that and break them up early nice and consistent through the whole workout that is your monday tuesday this is turkish getup day okay so turkish getups are a weird one it, a lot of people don't like them they think they're too uh, some people really like them they're a great movement though it's very good to do these and uh, and uh show your people you know expose them to these ideas but we're going to open up with this warm-up eight minute shoulder taps kettlebell deadlift push-ups and tricep and lat stretch each side so eight minutes running through that then we're going to spend 20 minutes or 10 minutes going over the turkish getup and then 10 minutes accumulating reps so there's 20 minutes for this uh, portion you want to keep the weight light and focus on technique okay if you're going to stat if you're going to put a you know a shoe or an ab mat on someone so they're stacked 
uh, and then you can increase mm -hmm. weight as you feel. Any tips and tricks on this one, Brian, what you saw? Yeah, just making sure you're going through each step of the Turkish getup, like one at a time. I think we have it down a little bit lower in the, the notes if you want to scroll down there, Nathan, real quick. But, you know, just each each um, separate position, that seems to be the best way. Once people have those steps in their head, they just kind of slowly follow the steps and they can smooth it out as they go. Uh, otherwise, they're kind of just like sliding their feet and moving around all over the place, just trying to stand up with a kettlebell in their hand, right? And that gets a little little funky so yeah definitely take your time reviewing and then slowly building weight even for the uh, the higher levels just really taking it easy and focusing on that technique like nathan said quality movement and Quality. stacked you want to be stacked all joints stacked and be balanced mm -hmm. and be focused you know this is looking at the kettlebell all the basics of doing that kettlebell uh turkish get up so mm -hmm. the workout crevice traversing this workout has handstand walk am i back I got cut for, I think I got knocked off for a second. Yeah, you're back. You're okay, back. I'm back. Sweet. So we're just going to continue on. Um, now, <laughs> handstand walks the, 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 and the variations is what we're going to be spending a little bit of time on. Movement review, making sure everybody is feeling good. Should be fairly familiar at the, at the levels. At white and yellow, we got bear crawls. They were just going to be going over a uh, rehearsal. And Brian, tell us about this one in class, what you saw, goal, system, all that stuff. Yeah, th this one's a little bit weird uh, because of the, the handstand walk and the complexity of that versus the variations, right, as we go down. So the workout's going to flow a little bit different as we get down to the blue, orange, yellow uh, than it would for the upper levels. Even from brown to purple, it's a little bit difficult. And that's just the challenge with the handstand walk and trying to work that into the program. So it, no matter what we want to expect, we will expect some shoulder fatigue to build up because of the American kettlebell swing bodybuilders to a certain extent just that stabilizing and then going into another stabilizing movement like the wall walk or the handstand walk so very conscious of that shoulder fatigue particularly when we get around to that third fourth fifth round of wall walks we're not getting super loose and lazy uh, with how we're doing those because that can obviously lead to maybe you falling and that's very sad nobody wants to fall on a wall walk luckily I haven't seen that in a few months so you know knock on wood doesn't happen to you guys so making sure we're very very conscious of that stability as we're moving through unbroken kettlebell swings of course smooth and steady bodybuilders and again really focused on quality of technique on the wall walks or the handstand walks and then for the system breathe and burn we kind of just talked about it a little bit we're looking for the, the burning in the shoulders as we're going and then the breathing will slowly increase because of that American kettlebell swing and bodybuilder. Even the wall walks tend to, to spike the heart rate a little bit. And then for levels considerations, we have the kettlebell for that American kettlebell swing weight and then upper body push for the wall walks and handstand walks. Everyone was below 15 um, in my classes, but some people, if you are doing the handstand walk and it's, you know, five feet at a time, it can get up into the 20-ish range. So that's why we kind of have a little bit of a longer time here just in case because of those handstand walks yeah and that <clears throat> those uh you know six rounds 18 12 and then uh wall walk or handstand walk nice and steady that breathe and burn tells you mm -hmm. how it's going to feel essentially if we look at you know a slight burn in the shoulders will gradually build to a deep burn in the handstand walk and american swings is breathing remaining steady throughout this one does have some good shoulder 
and stability elements in it. That's really what that the, the plumbing side is, is the shoulders and that's mm-hmm. where the upper body pushes are. Now the extra credit, breathe and mobilize, very similar structure. We got a jog and bike. This is a flush, okay? I, we, I didn't mention it last time, but anytime you see two-minute jogger or bike on a breathe and mobilize, it's flushing. Okay, we're not like yeah. going two minutes breathing cool as hard as possible. It's it's <laughs> steady, it's easy, you know, 150, 200 watts if you're on the, the air bike. Um, they're just nice and smooth. And you're gonna do lat stretch, lat smash, and then classic tricep and lat stretch. So you can see you could tie that into that bike if you're on the pull side, right? You can kind of pull a little bit and feel things. You just kind of become aware of your body. Uh, that's the breathing mobilize rounds out this day. The that's Tuesday. Now Wednesday, we have uh, pull ups. So this is building to a weighted a two uh, two weighted pull ups at Brown. We're gonna open up with the warm up of a five ten fifteen ten five. So a pyramid of scat pull ups, air squats, and mountain climbers. And mountain climbers. Anytime you see it times two, that means times two the reps. We had that question, so it would be instead of five ten fifteen, it would be ten twenty thirty. Then uh, mm-hmm. the pull-ups we're going into at the earlier level, standing pull-ups are classic progression for the levels, pronated, negative, uh, strict pull-up at, at uh, blue. Then we got the weighted pull-ups at uh, purple and brown. Now you might be asking yourself, why is it three weighted pull-ups at purple and two weighted pull-ups at brown? This just has to do with electricity dominated, right? So the, up, at the upper level, we can get a, like a harder contraction. That's kind of what you're thinking, right, Brian? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so coming in from that, those strict pull-ups, it's mm-hmm. not whenever you see, so generally, this is a general rule of thumb. If you see pull-ups in the work, in the strength and skill, and then you see pull-ups in the actual workout. Generally, we try to keep those reps uh, for the strength and skill in the electricity dominated world. We don't want to fatigue with like sets of five or eight, and then also go mm-hmm. into a workout that has 30 or 40, 50 pull up, uh, chest of our pull-ups or pull-ups. So you'll see that, you know, two-weighted pull-ups, three-weighted pull-ups, you got an eight to 10 strict pull-ups at purple as an option. Be careful with that just because of the fatiguing nature coming into the next workout. So you just Definitely. consider it and what somebody needs in class. So going to that workout, we got chest to bar pull-ups, goblet squats. Now these goblet squats, it is coming off of that Monday when we had 20 rep squats, okay? But the rep range for these goblet squats, we're looking at 20, 15, 10, 5. It should not be taxing. People aren't going to be burning their legs out. You can almost look at this. If someone did do Monday, you can almost look at this as like a recovery for the just a little bit of weight on those uh, goblet squats, but the reps aren't high enough. It's almost like a flush, especially coming off yeah. of that run. So Brian, tell us about golden effigy, the the structure of the workout, and then the goal and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And when, going back a little bit to that pulling, you'll see as we go down, obviously the electricity demand will go down and we're mostly working on muscle activation and then building that muscle up. So if you see the double up in that aspect, right, because we're going from pronated negatives into inverted bar rows for orange in particular, those levels really need to work on building the muscle so that they can end up doing pull-ups. So that's why you'll see a little bit higher volume there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, harping on what Nathan was saying um, as we go down in the levels. So this one really uh, focused on those pull-ups, obviously in the sandwich, like Nathan said, the goblet squat should be pretty quick on those almost just breaking up the pull-ups. If your legs are completely trash and you don't want to squat at all, you can always, you know, just do air squats, maybe even step-ups if you wanted to. 
Um, again, people are going to respond differently to that 20 rep back squat, um, at, depending on, depending on your, um, competency with the movement and how many times you've done it. So if you're just hopping in for the first time in the third week of March and, and trying to go for a heavy 20 rep, you might still be feeling it on this day. Uh, pull-ups, I would try to break those up right away, 20 and 15. Don't try to go unbroken there. That way you can, you know, move pretty quick on that 10 and five. And then for the runs, we're really cautious on that first run, smooth and consistent so we can get started right away on this uh, 20, 15, 10, five. And we're not sucking wind, having to stand there and recover. But once we get to that second run, pretty much whatever you have left in the gas tank, full sprint, finish as fast as you can. Exactly. Um, and then going so to the goals before we you know, almost forgot these. So sub 20 was pretty, pretty easy for most levels. I think the only thing like we talk about with the upper levels is just the complexity of movement can kind of push it out uh, over the 20 minutes, depending on, again, competency of the movement. And then breathe and burn. This one's pretty straightforward, too. We have breathing on either end with a little bit of burn sandwich here. So burning in the legs a little bit with the goblet squats. Mostly the burning will come in on the lats and the, and the arms with the pulling. And then our levels considerations running. So as we go down yellow and orange, you'll see the, the distance drop, upper body pull for those pull-ups, and then squat endurance for the kettlebell weight. And, uh, you know, it still the time of year, some people aren't able to run. If you do need to substitute, you can do rowing row or air bike, you know, as needed. So depending on what you have, even a ski or whatever you can come up with, that's going to be appropriate for the, the bookends on this one. Yeah. So the uh, system, right? Breathe and burn. Breathing will ramp up quickly in the runs with the burn taking over and building on pull-ups and squats, right? So just kind of keeping that in mind, the extra credit for this day prehab, Four sets for quality. We got clamshells, glute bridge hold, arch body hold. Okay, so just some prehab work there. Again, in the same line of that quality aspect, it's a different kind of world of within fitness, CrossFit, but it's a giant mm -hmm. criticism of CrossFit is that it's just always go, 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 like that Yang stuff. So this is just an, an opportunity to um, round things out. So that's your Wednesday, Thursday we have a workout that has dumbbell hang snatches, burpee box jump over. So we're going to spend eight minutes warming up. We got bird dog, dumbbell RDLs, dead bugs, calf raises, pigeon. You'll look at these movements here and it's, it's you know, prehab, rehab type stuff. You, everything should be done like that. So with activation and focus, not just blazing through them and just trying to get them all done. It's, this is all about activation. Then we're going into this workout that has dumbbell hang snatches, burpee box jump over. So we're going to spend some time on that dumbbell hang snatch. And just a, a note on that dumbbell hang snatch, just got to be careful with people curling the, the thing. Mm -hmm. over. So they're like, you know, pulling it up. You want to yeah. really jump. It's more and more happens on the hang clean, obviously. But even with, with uh, the hang snatch, somebody can be pulling with a bent arm the whole time. And then, you know, the next day they're sore in that forearm, that inner, whatever that's called. I'm not sure. What, what's yeah. that called, Brian? The, that that one muscle kind of like the bicep sort of on the forearm right here where, you know, it's oh, like, it's uh, like, well, you have your brachialis. Brachialis, yeah. over too, yeah. And that can, it can just, so you just want to make sure people are jumping with a straight arm, solid fundamentals. Mm -hmm. uh, this one's called circling vultures. And you can tell us about this one, Brian, goal systems. This is a VPV, yeah. right? We got that one minute rest. Yeah, this, this is pretty like straight VPV, like super heavy breathing, really spiking the heart rate during these intervals. 
And I don't know if you've noticed, but I really like this combination of movements ever since that open workout. This is the worst combination of movements. It gets the heart rate up right away and then holds there. And nothing's really going to stop you from continuing to move besides just your willpower, basically. Like when you feel like you're uncomfortable and you don't want to move anymore, that's going to be the thing that stops you. So that's why we're in heavy breathing, right? You're going to have a little bit of burning with the burpee box jump overs with the dumbbell hang snatch. But again, nothing that's going to stop you like that spike in the heart rate will. So I told everyone dumbbell hang snatches should be unbroken and smooth. So we're not in a really big hurry on those dumbbell hang snatches, taking our time, smooth transitions between the hands. Um, it's better to trade with every rep just because the grip will start to become a factor. But if you can't really do that smoothly, you can do it in sets of six, six on each side and switch back and forth or fives if you're doing sets of 20. But once we get to those burpee box jump overs, you need to have some urgency. If you're moving real slow and smooth on that, you're kind of going to have a boring workout with the rest. You're going to be moving pretty slow. So we really want to earn that rest on the burpee box jump over. So right away, getting into those one after another, no reason to rest in between reps there. Again, really trying to earn that rest. Um, and as you can see, as we go down here, we have burpee box jump overs for all levels or step overs for the, the um, lowest level, but we're doing our burpee to a box. So instead of just doubling up on bodybuilders throughout the week, since we do have the box out already, we can do that, you know, little box push up and keep the movement a little bit more fresh than again, just uh, slamming them with bodybuilders all throughout the week. And then the goal sub 15, and that's total time with the one minute rest system again heavy breathing this will get the breathing up very quickly and then our levels considerations are kettlebell for that dumbbell hang snatch weight and api for our burpee box jump over variations and you can approach this right so if you just do the math on this it's about two minutes per interval on average with a one minute mm -hmm. rest you can look at this as like running repeats 400 meter repeats or maybe exactly more than that depending it's really good so you you go out and you're you're breathing heavy but you know, you only got a minute of rest. <laughs> so you can't sprint it, right? Because if you sprint no. it, that minute of rest isn't going to be enough. And that second 400 or whatever distance you're running, two minutes is just going to plummet off, off of a cliff. So you want to approach it in the same way. And that's that heavy breathing nature where you finish that first round, you got a minute of rest and maybe you're not exhausted. Maybe it, maybe that takes you a minute 30 to do it because this is actually just, it's not a distance or an amount that you have to finish or it is amount that you have to finish, but you might do it faster, right? So you might do it in a minute 30 or something like that, but you want to make sure that each one of those rounds is pretty close. So if I see someone that runs 400 repeats for five sets, <clears throat> they got a minute of rest and it's, you know, 130, 130, 150, 210, 230. <laughs> yeah. it, like that tells me a lot of information that this person is going way too fast at that 130. And you want to take your splits yeah. on these sorts of things, right? This is the cool thing mm -hmm. about fitness. As opposed to running 400 meter repeats, we can get the same sort of energy system stimulus with many yeah. more muscles involved. We're not just running only. So it's very cool stuff. Yeah. This is very good for pacing though. Like Nathan said, just figuring out what your sustainable heavy breathing pace is. Exactly. And then the uh, accessory, core accessory, we've got heel taps. This is part of class. This is the accessory part of class. Sometimes we put these in here, right? Sometimes it's extra credit, but, but occasionally we want to almost, we can't force anybody to do anything, but we put it in the program so that it's there and that most people are going to be doing it. And you just want to have that discussion again about quality, making sure people are moving with focus and intention. They're not just blazing mm -hmm. through these movements, right? They're going nice Absolutely. and steady. 
And then the extra credit, we got uh, lactic tolerance or uh, assessment preparation for later in the in the uh, month. At the end of the, this month, we're going to be doing an assessment. So this is familiarity. So depending on how hard this day was, you might save this day. You know, you might move mm -hmm. it. Lactic tolerance. You might save the session for another day or what for your schedule. But this is extra credit just for familiarity purposes for the thrusters at map weight and then uh, the air bike. Now, if you're in the mm -hmm. earlier levels and you're not doing thrusters, do the burpee or the bodybuilding variation, bodybuilder yeah. variation. Okay, so you can and see it's this, resting. Yeah, this times four in that four minute rest too is more like the max cap on that, right? So if you're if you do two and you're completely tanked, don't go to a third and a fourth. Same token, though, if you're slamming it and you're feeling good after two or three, right, then go to four. Um, this one's a little bit, the lactic tolerance is a little bit tough to train just because of the hard cap, right? Like once you hit your tolerance, that's it. So just being cautious of that and not pushing farther than you need to just because it says times four, it says, you What's know, yeah, what's, what's yeah, really yeah, interesting ahead. about this is um, lactic tolerance training. <clears throat> we have specifics with like the training lactic tolerance in this way. It's more like specific preparation for the assessment. But another thing that really affects lactic tolerance is, is aerobic base. So the better aerobic system you have, the more of a buffer you have in that lactic tolerance zone. So I'm sure you've seen people that have a, in a, an incredible aerobic capacity and they do a Fran, they finish the Fran and they're actually not, they, they never went into lactic. They just finish and they're like, oh yeah, because their aerobic condition was so good that they're able to recover and keep on going. But with this, it's different. We're like dosing the effects of the lactic tolerance system, which is painful. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Now we don't want to do it all the time. It's why it only comes up once a week for this, like when we're doing the assessment and it's more yeah. familiarity than anything else. You want to be able to get on the cusp and know, and I just added rest no more than four minutes, go two to four sets. Yeah. Depends on the person, right? It's yeah. Yeah. With this one, it's really going to depend on the person. And I think a good point in that is you're just training yourself to be comfortable while you're uncomfortable, right? You're able to continuously move while things aren't going that great. This is like you mental. Know? It's very mental. Yeah. This, and even yeah, yeah, emotional. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, and oh, if you, yeah, this is emotionally draining for sure. Yeah. And yeah. if like, if you look at OPEX world, aerobic base is mm -hmm. massively important. And it doesn't mean that it's not massively important in our world either, but we have the map. It's a little different, but all the stuff that we're doing is going to be building aerobic capacity. Mm -hmm. I mean, to, for, to a certain extent, but uh, if somebody is finding that they're just not making progress, um, you can give them a little bit more aerobic stuff, base work to help them build that base that allows them to do all this other stuff. And that's like a lot mm -hmm. of the training that you'll see are repeats of five or 500 1K rows for 10 to 15 to 20 sets sometimes, which is mass, a lot of volume, but it's all about the breathing. So the workout here, just a reminder, circling vultures, we got this about two minutes of work, 130 to two minutes of work, resting one minute times five. We have this uh, heavy breathing. Breathing builds quickly through the rounds, slightly recovering in the rest, and then we'll ramp back up as you go. So you just want to be thinking about it as like 400 meter runs. So that's your Thursday. Friday, we have mm -hmm. uh, stoking the fire. This is a qual five sets for quality. Again, I, we say this all the time. Quality is so important. And putting it as the primary piece for the day, Can you can get some mm -hmm. people saying, what the hell are we doing here? 
and the whole idea is that we've, we're rounding things out. We're exposing people to high quality movement that they need. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as we go through the warm up, Kang squats, arch holds, ring scap pulls, dead hangs, just getting everything prepped and ready to move into this workout, stoking the fire, five sets for quality. We got separated by 30 seconds of rest. Okay. We have reverse lunges, uh, elevated ring rows. Those elevated ring rows should be tough. Resting 30 seconds, 15 glute bridges, resting 30 seconds, and then dumbbell curls uh, and into banded lat pull downs, resting a minute. Now, that resting 30 seconds is a transition. It's a, a time mm -hmm. for you to be able to move into wherever the next station is to get settled. You're not rushing. You could even put tempos. Brian and I were just talking about tempos. Uh, this could be, when we say tempo, consistent movement, chasing yeah. the burn. Right. That's really what it is. So, Brian, tell us about this on Burn and Pump uh, and then what you saw in class. Yeah, I think this is very appropriate after we were just talking about, like, building the aerobic base to build your foundation. This mm -hmm. is the other part of that, that foundation where we're building the muscle structure to be able to accomplish those lactic tolerance workouts, those, you know, Diane type workouts. You can't just hop into those and train through those. You kind of have to have that focus work where we're isolating. And this is you know, it would be generous to say isolating here because these are compound movements as well, but isolating muscle groups in order to, you know, optimize that muscle building. So particularly in the, the reverse lunges and the glute bridges, we're going to be focusing on that posterior chain, right? A little bit of quad in the reverse lunge because of the knee bend, but that focus, because we're pulling ourselves forward, will be the glute and a little bit of the hamstring. So that's the difference between a front step lunge and a reverse lunge. The front step lunge, we're pushing ourselves back so that extension of the leg is the, the force moving us. We're the other way around when we're stepping back and stepping back forward. That is the glute pulling us back to that standing position. So that'll be a little bit more posterior chain dominant. And then we go to the elevated ring rows, making sure we're squeezing the lats hard at the top. And you can adjust weight or adjust, um, not weight, the uh, box height, depending on fatigue as you go. So remember, quality is most important. So we're just because you started at a certain height doesn't mean you have to finish. You're working on that muscle contraction, not necessarily on, you know, the, the ego and, and what you think you should be doing. And then glute bridge, same thing, add weight as you go, really hard contraction at the top, squeezing, and then controlled on the way down. This would be the best one to add a tempo to, these two in the middle here, the ring rows and the glute bridges, if you wanted to. And that would usually only be for members maybe that aren't getting that full lockout and squeezing, you would force them be like, hold it for a second or two at the top, squeeze, and then, you know, a second or two as they descend. And then curls, banded lat pull downs, um, mostly for the elbow health and building the biceps a little bit, um, but for practical reasons, making sure that the, the elbows stay healthy so that we can do pushups, pull-ups, handstand push-ups for many years to come and the elbows don't break down. Uh, and then the banded lat pull downs, just doubling down on that lat contraction a little bit there so system is burn and pump so that's just our categorization for bodybuilding workouts it's pretty much like you know very descriptor we got the pump as you go burning as you go and then the squat endurance and upper body pull will be our levels considerations and that's really just for the uh the glute bridge and reverse lunge uh volume and then upper body pull obviously for the ring rows there and just a note on you know monday we had that 20 rep I think Wednesday we had a goblet squat. Then we got these reverse lunges. So again, depending on when people come, 
it's hard for us to be able to be doing a complete leave no matter what. It's impossible, right? So we yeah. have this Monday, Wednesday, Friday where there is some sort of squatting and lunging. If somebody is sore or they're, you know, they're feeling tired, those reverse lunges can be uh, no weight or you could do a low box step up like Brian had mentioned last time. Uh, mm -hmm. The idea here is that you're adjusting as needed. Glute bridges, not so mm -hmm. much. Glute bridges are like really isolated on the glutes. But for those reverse lunges, if you do have anybody that's like, I'm sore, just mm -hmm. treat it as a recovery on that station and then move and you know put some effort into the other station. So the burn and pump system, individual muscle groups burning and filling with each set and gradually building with each consecutive uh, set. And now, you know, when it comes to isolation, like Brian was saying, these are compound movements. What we're, we're thinking about is the isolation of the contraction, right? So the contraction Absolutely. nature might include a whole bunch of muscle groups or big muscle groups, but we're still isolating in the sense that we're going after that, that specific contraction. Um, okay, so that is your uh, stoking the fire. The extra credit on this day, breathe and mobilize, similar, right? We got this flushing of jogging or rowing, skiing or biking, whatever you want to put in that flush portion. And then we got rotator cuff smash and then a, a barbell shoulder shear, which is brutal. If you've ever done that one. Yeah, that actually these are really me. good though, man. If you yeah, went I through just, this I once, remind, your shoulder feel reminded me because my bicep tendon here, I've been like doing a lot of stuff and it, it's been bothering me. I'm going to throw that one in actually. So <clears throat> that was your Friday, Saturday, final day of the week. We got power cleans. We're going to warm up with RDLs, bodybuilders, strict, uh, well, strict press and vertical jump. That's the warm up, moving into power cleans, progressions, right? Spending time progressing everybody moving well before they're going in at the upper levels of Brown. We got a two power cleans building on a 10 minute EMOM. Okay, so every minute on the minute, you're going to do two power cleans. Uh, you can have people are, uh, starting on 30 second mark, the, you know, split the class in half uh, to make it easier to watch. But just fundamentals here, making sure moving well, because we're taking what we learn here. So we're not going to a full on max on this. Two power cleans as heavy as we can freaking possibly go, building steadily up to a nice solid set of two power cleans. And then we're taking that uh, technique work that we've built and we're taking it into chief, which is uh, the, the, the classics part of our themes. Um, and so tell us about this one, Brian. I know you, I mean, you saw it in class. We've seen it all a bunch of times, but yeah. just uh, any thoughts? Chief is a pretty, I mean, I think I've done this one at least five times or probably closer to 10 times. This is one of my favorite workouts, and I think it's going to come down to push-ups if you're moving quickly. So with this workout, really crisp and clean power cleans, trying to keep those push-ups unbroken all the way through since it's only six, and then a little bit of urgency on those air squats. But again, as we go through and we're moving quickly, right, three, six, nine, focusing on, or not focusing on, but being conscious of that upper body pushing fatigue. So if you do need to break it up, maybe three and just a quick break just to relieve that tension and three, that's totally fine. What you don't want to do is go three of these intervals unbroken to failure. And then you have two intervals where you just completely tank, right? So smooth and crisp on the power cleans, pretty urgent on the air squats. And then we're trying to maintain unbroken sets on the pushups, but always, anytime we talk about upper body pulling, upper body pushing, always conscious of that fatigue as we go. Uh, with the power cleans, it's going to depend, like sometimes people are able to move a little better doing quick singles um, at the at the uh, higher weight here. But with only three, I would keep it unbroken and just move a little bit slower to keep it smooth. It usually flows better that way than the quick singles. But again, whatever's more comfortable uh, for each individual member. 
And then the goal here is 15 plus rounds. So that's about three rounds per AMRAP. For the higher levels, if they're very proficient in the power cleans and the pushups, you can get closer to 18 rounds, um, maybe even 20. But for the earlier levels, because of the pushups, that slows it down a little bit, brings it back to the 15. Breathe and burn is the system. This is pretty straightforward. Breathe and burn, everything's going to contribute a little bit to each of these. Um, power cleans will be a little more on the breathy side, but the, the push-ups and air squats because of the lowest lower rep ranges are going to contribute to both of these factors. And then of course, levels considerations will be weightlifting for that power clean weight and variation, and then upper body push, depending on if we're doing box push-ups or all the way to the ground. Yeah. So that three minutes, three rounds, a minute around, mm -hmm. keeping that in mind, uh, in terms of pacing, if you were aiming yep. for that 15, but faster, maybe as you go. So round one, round two, mm -hmm. round three, think about negative splits, the equivalent of negative splits. So that is <clears throat> the workout, the extra credit upper body push. We got eight, four press banded tricep extension, extra credit rounding out, uh, just a little bit of upper body push here. The system is, uh, oops, let me see. I, I uh, can't see it because we're at the burn. end of the day here. So uh, the week, breathe and burn. Breathing will settle at a high rate immediately. And then the burn slowly builds on the pushups and squats to the round and building each set of the following round. So it's, pacing is very important on this. But that rounds out your Saturday, rounds out your week. Any questions mm -hmm. about the week itself, feel free to put it uh, in the Facebook group. If you have criticisms or uh, praise, or you want to see something, or put that in the weekly survey, right? The weekly survey, we say it every time, mm -hmm. um, that uh, this is where we corral all the feedback for what we're doing. We haven't done a, uh, a secret word for a while, because uh, we have the same people submitting the surveys all the time. <laughs> so if, you, if we start to get more people doing the surveys, we'll start to be thinking, about putting in this week we might do one next week we might do one the week mm -hmm. after but just a little side note on that anything that you had that you wanted to talk about rounding out this day brian so this week? Uh, i think just the uh, harping on that weekly survey even if you go in and just give us scores and like a quick one two sentence note like that goes a long way especially if a lot of you guys did that that would definitely affect the trajectory of the programming otherwise we're going to think we're doing a fine job right so if you see any little thing that might you know, could be adjusted, could be improved upon, just throw it quick in the survey, it takes you three minutes. And then, you know, if 15 people say it, we're going to change it, right? right? That's, that's how that goes. So very, very important that the survey, um, you know, is, is done by as many people and as possible. What's, what's interesting is many times with the surveys, just a side note, we have, you say we have 10 people that submit a survey, each person will have different feedback. That like, oh, yeah. do this, oh no, do this, do this. But if we see a theme with what people are saying, so five out of the 10 said the same thing, that kind of is a red flag for us. Like, okay, we got to take a look at this. Yeah. But if everything is different every single time, every week, it, this becomes personal preference, right? And this is what's very difficult with the service, like what we provide is personal preference and knowledge and experience yeah. and everybody's a little different. But the more people we have mm -hmm. on the weekly surveys, the more opportunity we have to see these themes, to see the ideas of what we might be able to adjust, what people like or don't like. So um, thanks for Absolutely. joining us. We will see you guys uh, next week. And yeah, if you have any questions, post them in the group. Thanks so much for joining us. See you guys.